0: Today on Abounding Grace, Pastor Joshua Taylor explains how our confidence is linked to God's faithfulness.
1: In order to take great steps of faith, we have to have this confidence that can only come from remembering the great faithfulness of our God. You cannot take a step of faith without remembering the faithfulness of the God who's called you to take it. And a lot of times when you are faced with a step of faith and you're just, I don't know, like you're nervous about it, you're worried about it, you don't want to do it, you're hesitant about it. I want to pose this to you, it's probably because you've forgotten how faithful your God is, the one who called you to take this step.
0: This is amazing grace, this is unfailing love, that you would take my grace. time for Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor. Glad you could join us as we continue a week-long series taken from our recent Refresh conference. Pastor Ed is with me now, and, Ed, I'll allow you to introduce our special guest who just so happens to be someone you're really close to. Would you set the table for our message by giving our listeners an idea of what Refresh is all about? Why do we do this each year?
2: Uh, Yeah, you know, Larry, this is a special Bible study. You're about to hear my son, Pastor Joshua Taylor, is the young man that closed up Refresh for 2021 after I shared, after Pastor Brady, after Pastor Jim. The Lord really has his hand and anointing upon Josh uh, in what all God is doing in his life. It's so encouraging uh, to see. It's so encouraging to receive from him. Uh, he is a excellent Bible teacher. I believe he's a better Bible teacher than I am. And I'm so grateful for that as God is using him in his generation and, and just really put it all together. And I don't want to give the message away. You're going to have to tune in and be encouraged by Pastor Joshua Taylor. And, you know, refresh is that time. Uh, and again, every time I'm reminding you come to refresh 2022. One of the reasons we're airing these studies, it was such an impactful time when we gathered. That I wanted to share this with our audience on Abounding Grace Radio. You know, especially if you support us financially, if you uh, are sowing seeds of the kingdom into the ministry here. This is the kind of stuff we do. This is the kind of stuff that we want to do here at Calvary. We have a commitment here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado, to bless other churches, to to bless other pastors, leaders, servants in our community and beyond. Uh, so be encouraged as Pastor Joshua takes you through the word. Uh, you might want to get a pen if you're in a place where you can jot down notes. There's a lot to be shared, a lot to be received. And I know the Lord is going to use it. So proud of him, man. God is using him in incredible, credible ways. And I know he's going to continue to use him until he returns. All right, let's dive into the word. Now we're in Psalm
1: 136.
0: Here's Pastor Joshua.
1: So thankful to be with you. I've been reading through a yearly Bible plan, and I decided that this year I want to do something different, so I decided to read it in a new translation. I'm typically a New King James guy. It's what we're going to be reading out of today, but this year I decided my personal devo is I'm going to read through the New Living Translation. So how many New Living Translation readers do we have in the room? Yeah, there we are. Yeah. 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 Um, And I'm so thankful that I did because it's really opened my eyes. Like the verses that I'm so familiar with in the New King James are so different in the New Living Translation. Now, not heretically different. I'm not trying to make that point here. Not at all. But they're different in a sense where it makes me stop and be like, hold on. I think I recognize this word. I think I recognize this promise that the Lord gave. But I know it in a different way. And one of those verses, or really one of those passages, we're going to be reading 10 verses from Psalm 136. If you would, please turn to Psalm 136. I'm going to read them uh, in my New King James, and then I'm going to pull out my phone or my iPad, where everyone's working right now, then I'm going to read it through the New Living Translation. But Psalm 136 is where we're going to start today. I'm thankful for the faithfulness of God. I'm thankful that that is the uh, theme of this conference. Obviously, it is to refresh us. It's to encourage us. It's to refocus us. But there's something sweet about reminiscing and remembering the faithfulness that God uh, has done in each of our lives. Especially, you know, it brought me to tears a few times studying just remembering how faithful God has. And I'm not promising it, but I may shed a tear or two. I'm already just preparing you. This is, the Lord is doing a work. So 136, Psalm, we're going to read through the first Nine verses it says, "Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good; for His mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods, for His mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for His mercy endures forever." To him who alone does great wonders, for his mercy endures forever. To him who by wisdom made the heavens for his mercy endures forever. To him who laid out the earth above the waters, for his mercy endures forever. To him who made great lights for his mercy endures forever. To the sun to rule by day, for his mercy endures forever, the moon and the stars to rule by night, for his mercy endures forever. Now before we go any farther, I would like you all to stand. Because as we read this in the New Living Translation, we're going to do something. It's called responsive reading. And I'm going to read the first part. And I want to hear you guys, and it's going to be on the screen for those of you who don't have New Living Translation, don't worry. And I want to hear you say it because there's something about proclaiming and praising the Lord for what the New Living Translation translate, His faithful love endures. Excuse me, His faith, uh you're going to find out. Let's just go for it. Psalm 136 in the New Living Translation. We're going to start again in verse 1. And let me get there on my wonderful device. It says this. I'm going to read, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. And then you're going to read, his faithful love endures forever. Okay, there we go. We got it. Verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who alone does mighty miracles. His faithful love endures Give thanks to him who made the heavens so skillfully. His faithful love Give thanks to him who placed the earth among the waters. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who made the heavenly lights. His faithful love endures. Forever. The sun to rule the day. His faithful love endures forever. And the moon and stars to rule the night. His faithful love endures forever. You can have a seat thank you well done now i don't know if you felt it i don't know if you heard it but there's such a power when we get to remember how god has been faithful whether it's like these first 9 verses in this psalm where we get to think of the mighty works that god has done in general just being a mighty god or when you look at your own life and see how god has been so faithful in the things in the areas in the situations the circumstances to where you had nothing you know, the bible reminds us in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 13 that his, when we're faithless, he still remains faithful. And I can stand before you today, even as a believer growing up in a Christian house, growing up to be able to witness and see what the Lord's done here in this local body, not only uh, here, but also around the world. There's been times, even as I've been a witness to those great and mighty things from the Lord, that I stand before God and I am faithless. Like, I'm just like, Lord, like this is such a bummer in a lot of different terms and words, but I'm going to use bummer because everyone can relate to that. And I just, I'm just, I'm, I'm broken. I'm sad. I'm just like, Lord, I don't want to be in ministry anymore. Like, why'd you save me? Like, what's going on? And I would be a fool to think that I'm the only one that goes through that, especially in a room of pastors and leaders and those who desire to serve the Lord. But every time I look back at those areas or those seasons of my life, I can remember God's faithfulness to draw me out. His faithfulness to remind me of his promises and his word. His faithfulness to come alongside and encourage me whether it's through how many people just prayed for me before I taught this message or teaching this message whether it's through the lives of others in this room where I get to hear the testimony of how the Lord saved them rescued them how the Lord came through for them in their most difficult times the Lord is faithful to remind us of his great love for us and it's important for us as we just did as you all participated most of you. It sounded like you all did. I'm not going to point anyone out except you. I'm just kidding. It's important for us to take a step back and remind ourselves and praise the Lord for his faithfulness, to remind ourselves that his faithful love does endure in our lives. I think of Matthew chapter 6. Turn there with me real quick. It's not where we're going to land for the majority of the message, but I do want to point some things out. Matthew chapter 6, starting verse 25. It's a familiar passage for many of us. It's one that encourages me regularly, and it's one that the Lord brought to my mind this last summer as I was praying, like, Lord, what do you want to share with your people at Refresh this year? In verse 25, it says, therefore I say to you, and this is Jesus speaking, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body and what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your Heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Now, we could have a whole message just in that passage. As many of you pastors in this room have heard and have taught before, many of you who have served, you know this passage fairly well. What I want to point out is this is a promise that I regularly go back to, that I have to remind myself of to get out of those faithless moments, those faithless seasons. And I'm sharing that with you because some of you need this today. Like, you just need to be reminded you don't need to worry about it. Uh, there's pastors here in this room where you've been given great vision by the Lord, and you're afraid of taking that step of faith because you don't know how it's going to, like, how, Lord? I can't accomplish the great vision you've given me. It's a call from the Lord. You know the Lord wants you to do it, yet you're hesitant to step out because you don't know how he's going to supply it. I'm here to tell you, don't worry about it. Like, now, that doesn't mean be reckless, and that doesn't mean don't do your duty, but don't worry about it. The Lord gave you the call. He's going to equip you to accomplish that call. It's a promise. The Lord's going to fulfill that call in your life. For those of you sitting here you're like, I don't know even know what to do with my life. You're not a pastor necessarily. You're just like, I want to serve the Lord. I know there's a lot of you in here that are, we read through all your prayer requests. We prayed over all your prayer requests. And there's quite a few prayer requests where I just want God's guiding in my life. I just want to know what he wants from me. What I'm here to tell you is what he wants from you is just your love, your relationship, And that's going to motivate you to do works. You know, that's going to motivate you to serve. It's going to motivate you to step into opportunities, as we're going to see in Jeremiah chapter 36. But I want to remind before, I want to set the table before we get into this. In order to take great steps of faith, we have to have this confidence that can only come from remembering the great faithfulness of our God. You cannot take a step of faith without remembering the faithfulness of the God who's called you to take it. And a lot of times when you are faced with a step of faith and you're just like, I don't know, like you're nervous about it, you're worried about it, you don't want to do it, you're hesitant about it, I want to pose this to you. It's probably because you've forgotten how faithful your God is, the one who called you to take this step. For those of you waiting to jump into serving, you're like, I don't know what to do, I don't know where my skills are, I don't even know my spiritual gifts yet. Don't worry, the Lord's going to teach you. He's going to show you. But take the step of faith and obedience. For the pastor with great vision and calling, You're just like, I want to see this in my church. I believe God has told me this for my congregation, but I don't know how I'm going to accomplish it. It's okay. Take that step of faith. And remember, just as he was faithful to save you, he's going to be faithful to continue the work that even Pastor Jim shared earlier. He's already pre-planned for you. We know from Jeremiah 29, 11, he knows the thoughts. He knows he has a future and a hope for you. He knows what he wants to do with your life. That's why he created you. He's not wondering why you were created. oh, I don't know why I made that one. That's a little weird. Not at all. But there are times in our lives where we're just like, Lord, why? Like, why am I in this situation? Why do I live here? Why do I, why am I in this church? It's not as cool as the one down there. Or it's too cool. Like, I just, we sometimes wonder, like, why, Lord, am I here? We can be at such highs and so quickly be at such lows. And the Lord knows this, and he's faithful to remind us that he's faithful, he's been faithful, and he will continue to be faithful. And I'm so thankful for that. I wish I had that confidence. Like, I wish I had that confidence all the time. I have a short story, maybe long story, depending on how it goes. I recently uh, purchased a house, like, three years ago. Really cool. Fixer-upper. Worked a year and a half on it. Like, I was getting it all fixed up and stuff. It was really, it was awesome. Finally moved in last summer. I started getting these letters uh, from my HOA, my homeowners association, uh, pretty much the law of the neighborhood, and they started saying, "Hey, like your your yard is pretty ugly, and um, you need to fix it up." Like I fixed up the inside, but here's my yard, pretty nasty. So you know, I bought the sod or the grass. I didn't know it was called sod, but I bought grass. You know, I put it down. Bought a new tree, replaced the dead one. Had some of the high schoolers come out and like dig it out for me, and it's great. Um, (Laughter) And I started doing all this work, and, and I put it all down. Like, it's looking great. Brand new grass. It's bright. The sprinklers are working. I'm just enjoying life. I'm like, no more letters. And then I started getting, like, these dead spots in my brand new grass. I'm like, what in the world is going on? And I remember sitting on my front porch, like, watching the sprinkler system, like, making sure the water was hitting in the right spots. I was like, ah, it's getting hit with water. And I was like, okay, like, this summer, and summer of 2021, like, I need to become a lawn guy. Like, I need to figure this out. Like, I need to, I went to Home Depot, I bought a lawnmower, I bought a trimmer, I bought an edger to make it look really nice and straight, bought a fertilizer spreader, bought a huge bag of fertilizer. I even went to Amazon and bought, like, the green grass thing, like, where you spray it and it makes your grass greener automatically, and I was like, I'm on it, like, I'm going to get this done, you know, this is, I'm going to do it. So, anyways, I'm working this, and and I'm seeing, like, little grass, I brought also fresh grass seed, like, a big bag, and I started putting on the dead spots, and all of a sudden, I see, like these little grass like things growing. And I was like, oh man, I'm a lawn dad now. Like it's growing grass. Like I'm resurrecting my dead lawn. And uh, one week, I usually on Sunday afternoons, either after church or Monday mornings, I go and I start working on my lawn. And this particular day, I was pulling weeds out. You know, I hate weeds. I have a new, for those of you who are lawn people, I understand your battle daily. They keep coming in the same spot. I've sprayed them, I've done it. Anyways, I was pulling weeds. And lo and behold, uh, this little creature uh, comes towards me and uh, I'm not a big like wildlife kind of guy or anything like you know, I can tell a squirrel and a bird and that kind of stuff, but I forgot that when I purchased the house, I also inherited a local tribe of rabbits um, that lived either under my porch or under my neighbor's porch and here I am pulling weeds out of my lawn, you know, trying to be the good lawn dad that I am and here comes this rabbit hopping up to me like super close I've never seen a rabbit walk, like not walk, hop up to me. Like I've never, like every time I've interacted with animals, they've run, squirrels they run, birds they run, you know. But this rabbit just comes right up to me as if this was his lawn. And for a split second, I was like, you know what? I bet you this guy's been eating my grass seed in my dead spot. Like I, I could end this right now, it's just a reach away. And uh, I didn't, he's still alive, okay? But it came to my mind, I was like, this is, the, this is it, salvation for my grass. I wasn't wearing gloves and rabies. You didn't want to get bit. All these things were popping through my mind, so I didn't. And the Lord, I say the Lord. I had this thought, okay? Whether it's from the Lord or not, we'll find out. But I had this thought. I was like, you know, why don't I just ask this rabbit to just leave my lawn alone? Like, he obviously, we have this some type of relationship here. He's able to come up close to me. And I was like, all right, you know, and I, he's eating my grass. Like, literally, he's like, he's right there. and I'm on my knees pulling weeds. And I just looked at him. And I was like, hey rabbit. Um, it'd be really cool if you would stop eating my grass and go to my neighbor's lawn and eat their grass. Um, like, like, I really said that. And I apologize if my neighbor's here. It would be awesome, but I sent him over, and I kid you not, like, I'm not joking. I'm not trying to make this bigger than it is. The rabbit, like, gets up. He looks. At, he stops eating, like, respectfully. He looks up at me. He, like, turns around, and he hops over to my neighbor's lawn and starts eating their grass. Like, no joke. And I was just like, yeah, I was like, Oh my gosh, like I'm the male version of Snow White, like I have animal powers, man. Like I was so excited. I was just like stoked. I like stood up and I was like, this is so weird. You know, in in my lawn, you know, three-quarters of it is mine, and I have a tree, and then like there's like a sliver of it, a quarter of it is my neighbor's. And he just stood there on that sliver the whole time. And I finished my lawn. I was like stoked. I was like, all right, my grass is back. You know, I was confident I relaid brand new seed. You know, fast forward a, a week later, I'm heading out. Coming here, actually, I think it was on my way to church, so the devil is trying to test my flesh. But I pull out of the driveway, I look over, and sure enough, there is the rabbit eating my brand new grass seed in my lawn. And we just stopped, we made this eye contact. I was like, ah, I'm going to come for you. And. So another week rolls around, and, and I posted on you know, social media, on Instagram. People were sending me all these remedies. Put cayenne pepper, put cinnamon, da 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 And I was like, ah, oh, whatever. I don't want to do that work. I just need to end it. Like, I just need to finish this. And I come out. I'm doing my lawn again. Pulled the weeds, all this stuff. The rabbit's chilling in my lawn. He's not moving. I'm walking up close to him. Like, he's not dead. He's not deaf. He's just confident. This guy thinks he owns my lawn. And I just remembered, like, man, Lord, I wish I had that kind of confidence, It's so abnormal. Like I've never seen such a rabbit with that kind of confidence. And I remember I I pulled out my lawnmower. It's brand new, it's red, it's clean, like it's barely been used. And like I'm rolling it up to the grass and he's still not moving. Like I haven't turned it on yet, but like he doesn't move. I was like, guy, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn this on, it's gonna cause harm, like you need to leave. You have big ears, it's loud, all that stuff and i again i'm not kidding you he gets up he goes to my neighbor's strip he lets me mow my whole lawn and then he jumps back in after i turn on the sprinklers and i was just like i'm shocked and and i say all of this and i use this and now i use this story as an illustration for you because we are promised the same thing we're promised the same type of confidence in areas that we don't necessarily belong or at least it doesn't seem like we belong there the lord has called some of us to go into places where the world would say this is mine and the Lord said, no, like wherever you land, wherever you hop to, I've given you. Whatever you're at, I have laid this for you to be there. And I was just like, man, like I gotta share this with refresh. Because this is the confidence I need when I'm faced with things that are overwhelming, that are insurmountable, that are that are facing me and those who I serve with. I need to have this confidence to be able to look at a lawnmower, to look at whatever that is in your life, and say, I don't care. God has given me this space. This is mine. I belong here. And some of us, were just afraid. Like when those things come at us, we're just, I don't belong, I'm done. And you, you just leave. That's not the answer God desires to give you. God says, no, I have been faithful in the past. Why wouldn't I be faithful now? I've been faithful in those who you know. I've been faithful in the stories you've heard at church. I've been faithful when you read your word. You're reminded of my faithfulness in so many lives. Why would I fail you today? But oftentimes, like, we're in the moment. And it's just like, ah, I need to be reminded of God's faithfulness. I need to be able to stand up and praise him. Why? Because his faithful love endures forever.
0: That is Pastor Joshua Taylor on Abounding Grace. His message is titled, Our Confidence by His Faithfulness. And you can hear it again at AboundingGraceRadio.com or listen on the Calvary Church app. And don't rush away. Pastor Joshua will be right back with more. Each month we pick out a book that we think can really help your walk with the Lord and encourage you in the Lord. Here in November, it's Suffering is Never for Nothing by Elizabeth Elliott. We all go through hard times, and the past year and a half have been rough for many of us living through a pandemic. And maybe you're wondering, why doesn't God do something about my suffering? Well, He has, He did, He is, and He will. Elizabeth explains, suffering is never for nothing. God is up to something in and through it all. Learn all about that as you read, suffering is never for nothing. To get a copy for a donation of $25 or more, just call us at 877-30-GRACE. That number again is 877-30-GRACE. You can also order resources like this at calvaryco.store, calvaryco.store. And we also want to remind you that we are listener-supported. Abounding Grace airs all across the nation on stations like this one. But in order to do this, we look to our listeners to help cover the costs. You can make a secure donation on our website at aboundinggraceradio.com. Just click on Donate. Or if you'd rather call, here's the number, 877-30-GRACE. We have a little bit of time left, so let's see what's in store for tomorrow's Abounding Grace. Here's Pastor
1: Joshua with a look ahead. I love this conference because we gather from so many areas of the nation. We have some people from international that are with us this year, a variety of churches, a variety of voices. And Lord hasn't just gathered us just to hang out with our own circle. He's gathered us so that we might fellowship and hear what He's been doing across the nation, much less our own local church. What has He been doing in our lives that we might share, that we might have the right perspective so that we might see the needs among us? To be able to share the faithfulness that God has given us. And I promise you, as you remember that faithfulness, as you receive it, because we can reject it, we can ignore it, we can choose distraction. As you receive it, you will gain the confidence for the next step of faith that God is calling you to. And for many of you, that next step of faith will be joining your local church and serving. Uh, For many of you pastors, it's another great step of faith for your church as a whole. And that hesitancy goes away when you sit back and you remember the faithfulness of God and how faithful he's going to be in this next step. But we have to be obedient like Jeremiah. We have to take the step. We have to be like Jesus and withdraw ourselves for a time so that the Lord might speak to us and refill us and refocus us. That confidence comes when we remember the faithfulness of the Lord.
0: That and much more coming up next time on Abounding Grace when Joshua Taylor finishes up our Refresh series. This is amazing grace. Bound in Grace is brought to you by Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado.